Welcome to Life Without Secrets. Do you often find yourself comparing your life to your friends on social media? You see the glamour, the success, the perfect family, the perfect kids, the awesome vacations. But what's really behind the highlight reel? In Life Without Secrets, we are going to dive deep and reveal the secrets, struggles, and strategies people have used in real life to get to who they are now and who they are becoming. Because the truth is, nobody is perfect. And you are never alone in what you're going through. So don't forget to subscribe to the show because it's time to connect on a deeper level and grow together. Today, we're diving into a transformative journey of self-care, success, and sales with an incredible guest who has made it her mission to help you thrive from the inside out. Tiffany Peterson is an expert in self-care, success habits, and sales training. Her work is dedicated to empowering individuals to create healthier habits, enhance self-confidence, and find fulfillment. But what sets Tiffany apart is her ability to merge self-care practices with sales strategies to fuel your personal and professional growth simultaneously. Whether it's playing small, battling self-doubt, or perfectionism, Tiffany is here to help you cultivate the mindset and skill set necessary to claim and create a life and a business that you truly love. Because whether you're selling your kids on eating your veggies or making a business deal, we all want to feel more confident and more successful at what we're doing. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, that was such a rich introduction. And I'm so excited <laughs> to be here with you and have this conversation and help others with those same types of things, right? I'm super passionate, like you said. I love to help people be wealthy inside and out. You know, mm-hmm. so sometimes people say from the inside out, yes, but I'm clear inside and out is let's help you feel like a full empowered goddess and feel wealthy and feel strong and healthy and good and vivacious. And let's help you be very intentional about your sales and what you're creating that wealth is multifaceted, if you will. It's yeah, cool. totally. And I feel like you just carry this energy about you that is like, all succumbing to it all. Like you're exciting, you're fun, but you're also calm and loving and inviting. So I know, and just so full of wisdom and knowledge. So I just know this episode is going to be one that people are going to want to save and listen to again, because this is what life's about, right? Like, just like you're saying, we have to have a good inside world and internally as well as externally. And Yeah, I think that's a really good point that wealth is equal to both of those, right? Not necessarily just money, but inside Mm -hmm. and outside. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. So when you, just before we get going into like some strategy, I really want to learn more about you and your personal journey and what led you to where you are right now. Mm -hmm. I love that question. And, And have you ever heard the thought or the phrase, we teach most what we need to learn or what we've had to learn? And so from this, the perspective, you know, the long story shorter is I'm based in Salt Lake City, Utah. I grew up here and love, I never thought in a million years I was going to be in sales. Never. Right. Like how, let alone own a business. It wasn't like, I want to be a business girl, a boss, babe, you know, all that energy. I grew up in Utah and I was going to be, my intention initially was to be an educator. And I went to school studying that initially. And I worked in three classrooms as an aide to the classroom teacher in special needs education, specifically special needs education. I was really tenderhearted too. I just say that was a God impression. It's like, I've always had a soft spot 
love kiddos, but specifically kiddos where like they're kind of challenged and aren't we all though, but they're also full of possibility and potential and we're all, it's, it's all relative. And so I did work as an aide in three classrooms over a few years while I was going to college and really just loved that. And I thought originally loved that I was going to go to school, become a teacher and then get married and have babies and be a stay at home mom. And really that was the dream and it's a great dream. And yet my life didn't go down that path, you know? And so it looks very different. And I have the same heartbeat desire. And I think all of us can probably relate to how many of you can relate to that your path looks different than the way you planned. Oh yeah. Anyone else? <laughs> right. Becoming a teen mom at 18 was not exactly what I thought at 16 was going to happen, right? <laughs> yep. Not at all. So mm-hmm. when you think of that, it's just like everyone listening can relate to that, that in some way life looks different, right? Like you were a teen mom at 18. Someone listening might say, gosh, I've struggled with infertility or, you know, I had this issue or that thing or had babies. And then my child had this thing and this came up for me or the pandemic. Like how many of us probably didn't plan that, you know, it's like, you know, life doesn't always go to plan. But what is the same is that I had this desire, sincere desire to be a teacher, sincere desire to help people. At the time, I thought it was going to be, you know, K through six grade children, you know, help them work through their challenges and develop greater self-confidence and help them develop their gifts and their learning to contribute more to their own world. And so my exact what I'm up to in the world is that same heartbeat. It's just in a different classroom, if you will. And it took on a different phase. And so Rewind back to college on a double date by happenstance. This woman, then the other couple, her dad had a training development company. I was really fascinated at the dinner time. We were talking about what they were doing as a company. And I was just like, oh, I want to know more about that. And within a few months, I was working for their company, entry-level sales marketing position, still finishing up school. I changed my major to communication wrapped up my bachelor's degree and was now on this path within the training development world. And from there, I worked for Franklin Covey. He's the well-known author of the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I learned how to sell coaching. Now, keep in mind, this is back before coaching was a mass adopted concept, right? I started working there in 2001 and two. I mean, we're talking 20 plus years ago now in my early 20s. And I learned how to sell, but I was selling coaching programs to work with a coach for three to six months related to his content. And I fell passionately in love, passionate. And that's one of the foundational principles of sales is Wayne Dyer says, fall in love with what you're selling and then sell your love. Is that energy, right? And the power of that. And I was just so passionate about the seven habits that I did really well selling. And I was never going to be in sales, right? I was going to be a school teacher, you guys, and like sew Halloween costumes and have babies. And I was never going to be a business girl, a saleswoman. Many of you listening are like, yeah, I never thought I'd be in sales. And here you are, because life is sales, right? Like getting, like you said, getting your kid to go to bed on time is a sales process. It is. Right? 
you're like every night it's a sales process for some cases. I mean, but- I'll be honest. I used to say that too. And well, and I, I kind of still do if I'm being honest. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not really like in sales or I'm not. And then I'm like, well, we're all selling something, you know, and because my husband's in sales, you know, that's what he does. And so he would say something. I'm like, well, I don't know because I don't, I'm not, sh- I'm not, I'm not really good. I'm not salesy, you know? And he's like, what are you talking about? And so it is, it's really like, a learning process and a mindset because at the end of the day, yeah, you're right. We are all selling something, whether it's our kids to go to bed, eat our eat their veggies, do their homework a one yeah. way shaper or in your interview to get that job. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so here I was, I was selling for Franklin Covey and I did so well selling that they asked me to start training classes, right? On the side, I was a straight commission sales rep, which that was a interesting going from like a safe, secure paycheck to, Hey, you only make money if you actually close sales. And you're like, okay. And so I worked for Franklin Covey for years. I went to then work for the rich dad, poor dad brand and did the same thing for their team. And then Jack Canfield's brand, the chicken soup for the soul. And I, I had the opportunity to be mentored by some great men and their ideologies, their coaching, their content. And I helped their brands make millions and millions and millions of dollars selling coaching. But really what happened for me is I did so well selling. Like I said, they started to ask me to teach classes and I did that just here and there and then became a full-time corporate trainer. And I had experiences at times when I go back to those corporate days in a corporate environment, classroom, you know, boardroom type situation where I literally had spiritual experiences where I literally felt whether you say the Holy Spirit, the universe, God, you know, fully light up every cell in my body that I knew teaching was my calling. And again, here it was, it was the same heartbeat of, I'm going to be a special needs educator. Now I'm, it's like helping people work through their challenges in business and their self-confidence, their self-esteem, help them really move into ownership of their gifts. And, and so I left corporate a little over 14 years ago this month, it's October, the time of this recording is the anniversary of I retired from my corporate days. And that came with a whole big rustling. That sounds really nice and easy. Like basically I got, you know, they fired my boss and rearranged this whole team, dissolved my role and said, you can take a severance package or go back to selling. But I knew I was, I was passionately in love with teaching. And six months before all that change was a shakedown, I had already started the incorporation process of my own little business because I kept having again, spiritual experiences where I felt I was being prepared. Now, looking back, I didn't know that, where I just felt like I wanted to teach true principles, right? Because principles, they're universal. And whether someone's in real estate or someone's in health and wellness or someone is in tech or someone's a fellow coach, whatever their quote business or life is, no matter their age, gender, associations or affiliations or however they think or see the world, principles you can build upon right? They're universal. They last the time. And so I just moved into starting my own little business, right? I should have probably hired someone like myself or you or a friend, Amberly, like in the beginning, because I kind of was just trying to like figure it out and bootstrap it all and, and started that little business, taking a lot of imperfect action, which is one of my favorite teachings is that, you know, when I think back, think back to my very first, Jillian, my very first workshop, February of 2010, I hosted my first one-day workshop, right? Put my little stake in the ground. I didn't even know what that 
website at the time, just so simply Instagram wasn't even around, marketed a little bit on Facebook, emailed people. And I had 37 people show up to my very first workshop. That's and really good. Said, oh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Until we're clear that 30 of those 37 people were my family and friends, <laughs> giving me a major solid coming out to my yes. workshop. Turn me on as love you, dear hearts, if you're listening. I love that. Here's the thing. I've now, I just had a post about this a week or two ago, like how it started, where it's, and how it's going post. And then in that same hotel, I hosted my first one day workshop about 12-ish years later, about a year ago this time, I was there speaking to an audience, was booked to speak to a massive audience of over a thousand people. And so it's like, but now, you know, all the things I've done now, I just share that with all of you to realize, like, I'm a regular girl from Salt Lake City, Utah. I really, it's just that I've taken a lot of impact, perfect action over the years. And I don't know about you, but 12 to 14 years is, is, is that what we call overnight success? You know, like, so even though now you might say, oh my gosh, you have this thriving platform, you know, your podcast, you do these things, you speak, you get paid, you do all these cool things. It's like, yeah. And I took a lot of imperfect action. And so. Thank you for asking that. But yeah, that's the initial how it started and how it's evolved and where it is today. Yeah. I think you bring up a really good point there too, because you know it is true. A lot of times we go on social media and we see these people with this successful business and you know the successful podcast or what have you. And we don't see like the weeds be, you know, that were entangled before we got to that point. We just see the success. And it's the highlight reels, right? And so like, was there, because you do talk a lot about self-care, was there points where you had to learn the, the importance of taking care of yourself as you were building that business? You know, what was the, was there struggles there? And was, is that why you became so well-known for the development of self-care? A hundred percent. There's a few layers to that is think about everyone. If you listening is at some level, one of the things you're after in your life, whether you're aware of it directly or not, but you're after a feeling and a feeling of sense of self-confidence and self-confidence has a lot to do with everything of how you show up in the world, how you, how much risk you're willing to take, how much you're willing to put yourself out there. A lot of it has to do with how you feel and so when we look at self-care, self-care is the fuel for self-love and self-confidence. It's one of the ways we take actions that say, I'm worth it. I'm valuable. My needs matter. All too often, you know, a lot of audiences I'm, I'm with, whether male or female, but more often with women, a lot of times they're living what I call the leftovers life. Leftovers right? If there's anything left over for time or money, you know, food, even like a lot of times, Hey, we'll get the kids fed. And by the time you sit down to eat sometimes, you know, it's just awareness. And I get that sometimes there's seasons to that too, with kids and ages, but it's really choosing to prioritize yourself because everything is energy. I know you've heard me say that before, right? Everything is energy. I'm energy, your energy, the brands you love have an energy, the clothing, the music, the people you follow on social, right? Everything has an energy, a vibe. We live in a vibrational-based universe. And part of my own morning ritual, which is one of those self-care habits today, I was listening to an audio of Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? He's great in this mindset and belief work. Oh, isn't he so good? Love him. 
I was listening to something he just reminded me of this morning in my own self-care time where he said the universe doesn't speak in English, right? Many of us, because that's our primary language, right? The universe speaks in frequency. Again, we're a vibrational universe, frequency, vibes, energy. Your show has a vibe, right? Your energy. This is why I'm here with you is like, I love your energy. So when you reached out and said, hey, do you want to be on the show? I was like, a thousand percent. Because, well, it's true, but you're just your energy and who you are in the world, how you show up. You have a vibe as Jillian, right? And then your brand has a vibe. All of you have a vibe. People have a vibe. We all know this to be true. There's certain people when they text us, we're so thrilled to hear from them. And there's certain people when they text us, we're kind of like, ooh, you know, our phone's ringing. I'm not answering that one. You know, and we've all done it. And it's just awareness. It's not to say everyone got worth and value, but everyone also has a vibration. And certain people are really in your lane that you desire. And some people are not in your same lane. Doesn't make them less than you. No one, I truly believe all human life is sacred, valuable, but not everyone's traveling in the same lane as you. You know, some people are really stuck in victimhood and blaming and energy of that, or, you know, they're just in a different spot and they're not wrong for that. And I'm going to send them love and if willing to work on, you know, but there's just certain people that are more of alignment. So coming home to this conversation, you are the most important relationship in your life. Now, not all of you believe that as I say that, but the truth of the matter is your relationship with you sets the tone for everything and everyone else in your life. It's like, again, you're speaking in frequency and my frequency is not perfect. There are days I'm in the funk. There are days, you know, my own, I get discouraged or something doesn't go the way I planned or that I'd hoped or you know, my own physical energy, I'm, I'm healing up from something or whatnot. It's like, there are times my own energy flows too. So I'm not sharing this as like, oh, I'm so masterful. I, I'm in a high vibe 24 seven. I'm not, but what I am is committed to certain practices and, and rituals, right? That create your rituals, create your results, right? That's one of those gems of like, okay, what are my rituals for me personally? That also applies to your business, your sales is what are my rituals? Your marriage thriving. What are your rituals of connection, communication, things like that? But having self-care rituals and practices is your feelings will ebb and flow, right? The weeds do always return. That's the natural law of the earth we live upon and the human body experience is you are going to ebb and flow. I've been ebbing and flowing all week before we clicked record. I shared with you some things we've been navigating in my life my, and for me and my husband and just like, oh my gosh, some things that Ooh, but there are certain rituals and habits that I am practicing regularly. Notice I didn't say perfectly, regularly that help me get anchored, that help me reset, that help me feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I have spiritual practices and rituals and mental and emotional ones and physical ones. And you can commit to those. But just realizing that everything is energy, including you. Everything you desire to magnetize, manifest into your life, a lot of it has to do with, are you energetically aligned with the desire that you have? Are you a match to the thing you want? Whether that's the person, the relationship, the business deal, the clients, are you in the energetic frame of what you want to match with? And all of us, whatever your goals may be, we all have different goals. What you all have in common is you'll need energy to achieve those goals. 
right? Sometimes in a live workshop, I'll ask people, how many of you have been stressed about time in the last seven days? And everyone's like, oh, me. anyone feeling like they have too little time or stressed for time, you know, time, 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 time. Ultimately, time and time management will come up a lot of times in these workshops or these engaging events or coaching calls, things like that. And I'll often say, but have you ever had the experience where you get to the end of the workday, you know, you transition out of work and whether you're home officing like myself or you come home from a corporate office or kids finally get to bed or whatever it might be. And you might have two or three hours technically left in your evening. You could work on your goals. And what happens sometimes? And the audience just fills in that space with me and they share it is, well, I'm exhausted. I'm zapped. I'm wiped out. I'm burnt out. I'm going to Netflix and scroll my phone versus work on my manuscript or, you know, go to the gym or do some of these other goals I might have is I'm just cooked energetically. And so then I like to say is, so is it really a time issue or an energy issue? And it's like, oh, I see. It's like, I love to ask the question, do I have enough energy to achieve my goals? And so you get to be a work in progress. I want to make sure all of you listening, especially some of you, you might have a tendency to be like, see, uh, and that self-care is like, I'm not doing my self-care good enough either. And it's one more way you're hard on yourself. And I think that mm-hmm. kind of defeats the purpose. Yes. Right? I yes. love your I was going to bring that up too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not one more way of a measurement of I'm not enoughness because you yeah. don't need to do that. Or it's comparison just- to somebody else's practices. I see a lot too. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so it's just more so coming into the choice. If all of you, as you're listening to this, can you just hold this thought is choosing to have a better relationship with you. I choose to have a better relationship with me. I want to feel better more often. I want to have a kinder friendship. You're the one relationship guaranteed to journey with this whole life with. You'll have some lifers, you know, close friend or a sibling or maybe a sweetheart. You know, you definitely get some lifers or the people that do a lot, several decades of life with you. But a lot of relationships, you know, not even out of like there was a falling out, but just like some of like my college girlfriends, we don't see each other very often because our lives are on different paths. We'll occasionally get together around the holidays or summer barbecue and we love catching up and seeing each other but often like years sometimes will go by or you know because life's just in a different season and so many relationships will be seasonal you're a lifetime relationship and so even if in this moment wherever you're at with whether you're like I'm really dialed in with self-care I'm regularly moving my body I'm meditating I'm doing my spiritual practices the things that fill me up I regularly feel like I'm reinforcing that relationship to like you're like, I'm a hot mess today, Tiff and Jillian. Like I am so off the self-care game or somewhere in the middle, wherever you're at, could you just drop in in those thoughts? Like, hey, love, you know, talking to yourself, maybe even put your hand on your heart and like, you know what? I choose to have a better relationship with you. I'm going to take better care of you. And I want to recommit or commit to some practices that will help me nourish that relationship. Because it is that. a work in progress, right? Yeah. Amen mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's go into like when somebody is feeling like, you know what, I'm not taking care of myself. I do feel like I don't have any energy for me or people important to me at the end of the day, because I'm burnt out. I'm drained. You know, like I have all these goals, but like I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I don't have time, but you know, you're saying it's energy. Well, how do I 
what what can I do to have a better relationship with myself? How do I fill my cup? What are what is something I can do to help improve this? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a few things I'm going to drop into coaching wise, but I first mm-hmm. want to go to the most important coach, which is yourself. Right. I think you're your own best life coach is one of my core questions I ask myself and I model for my clients is the question is, what do you need, sweetheart? And the sweetheart's intentional. Right. It's just like if you have a four year old, you've all been four year olds at one time, but like a four year old wakes up from, you know, a bad dream or they've just maybe gone too long without a nap or they've mm-hmm. had something happen. They fell and skinned their knee or something. We likely we pull them in and nur- nurture them. And similar is like for yourself is what do you need, sweetheart? And ask yourself and you're your own best coach and tune in and listen to that. That's a self-soothing question, which is mm-hmm. powerful to your nervous system, powerful to your self-love and self, you know, personal journey. But it also, again, is a tuning in question is what do you need, sweetheart? So first and foremost, you're your own best coach. Ask yourself, what do I need? Mm -hmm. Right? Like when you're saying, where would someone start? And if they're feeling out of sorts, well, ask yourself, what do you need, sweetheart? And if you're saying, I need a nap, honor that. You know, if you're like, I want to go by my favorite bakery and get my favorite cupcake today, honor that. You know, like I want to go for a walk or I really want to connect with a good friend or I'm missing this person, I'm going to reach out, you know, or, or whatever it might be, you tune in and ask yourself your own intuition. And some of you, it's been a minute, right? Or some mm-hmm. of you that's newer and that's okay, but we practice, right? All of these are practices. I think that really matters. It's, these are practices, not checklists of perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And the more you lean into that, that's also liberating. And then in terms of a few self-care practices, I would suggest and recommend On my website, I have a downloadable worksheet called the Self-Care Guide. It's free. My website is tiffanyspeaks.com. And there's a tab there under the title Free Resources. And it's the second one down if you scroll in. And I invite you to download that, the Self-Care Guide, again, tiffanyspeaks.com. And that will help give you a guidance to looking at body, mind, heart, spirit, and suggesting some of these practices to support you. But one of them that I love to lead out with that I think is so integral is the power of a morning ritual. Mm-hmm. I call it morning ritual because that indicates it's not about a quantity of time. Sometimes this is taught as power hour, which is great. But many of you listening are like, oh my gosh, that's my challenge. I don't have an hour. Right. But I invite you to at least what I call the sacred 10, that the first 10 minutes of your day is something that nourishes you. And that's the discernment is what nourishes me. And that your day starts with some kind of nourishment. And if that's prayer and reading from, you know, a devotional book, or that's writing in your gratitude journal, meditation, if it's getting up immediately and getting on your bike or going for a walk, if it's having a cup of coffee on your deck and watching the sunrise with some quiet time, Whatever that looks like for you, but you begin your day with a deposit. You begin your day with yourself. I heard a pastor years ago say, start, meet with God before you meet with the world. And Mm -hmm. some of you, whether God is the language or not, but meet with yourself before you meet with the world. And meet in a place like you're doing something that's some kind of nourishment. That for me is often 
prayer, like this morning it was prayer, and then I read from a devotional book called Jesus Calling, and then I read from a book by Melody Beattie called The Journey of the Heart. And those three things between prayer and those two simple like daily devotional pages, because they're both kind of a daily read, and I mix it up each day. It can be a different thing. Some of my clients do the exact same thing, but that was probably eight, nine minutes, right? Most. It was short. It was sweet, but it was time to just Oh, thank you for another day. Okay, read some good things into my brain. What does yours look like? For me, I decrease stimulation. So I literally sit in the dark. I, I mm. have my cup of coffee. I like the aroma, the smell of mm-hmm. it. And I turn on Daily Hope by Pastor Rick. It's a podcast. Mm, yeah. And I turn that on. And it takes me like, like you're saying, it takes me like 10 to 15 minutes. But like, It's just that quiet time. And I always wake up before my kids. Like I know what time they usually wake up and I always wake up before them. It doesn't matter if it's Saturday or Sunday. Like it's my goal to always be up before. Um, And it's usually when it's not that bright outside yet because I just want to sit with like decreased stimulation because in the day I tend to get a little overstimulated with kids and activities and things on my to-do list. And so this is my my time to really charge my battery for that. Mm. It's so important. And again, you live this. And so you can give a witness to like, how much of a difference do you notice when you don't do that morning time and you just start your day? Do you notice a difference? Huge difference. Like my patience level for yep. anyone and anything is a lot lower when I don't have that time to myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big time. And, so, and how again, I show up for me is different too. Like right? when, even when I go to the gym, right. If I'm, if I don't have that moment of like recharge, I'm like half, half doing my workout. Yeah. It's so true. And what something you just said is sometimes the phrase out there in the self-care conversation is, well, is self-care selfish? Mm-hmm. And I actually, make the opposite claim. Not only is it not selfish, I proactively say self-care is spiritual Mm. because think about, I'm a big fan of basic math, right? Basic math. Give me basic math. Yeah. I love it. A formula of basic math, a real world application of basic math is when you feel better, do you show up better? And the answer Mm -hmm. is yes for all Mm. of us. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you something basic. And so actually you taking time to nourish you, that coffee in the morning, listening to Pastor Rick or reading or listening to a book or going for a workout or a run, any of you listening, whatever your things might be, but you start your day with intentional deposits of nourishment. That ritual creates a very different result than if your day starts immediately in mom or dad mode or immediately on your technology or immediately, you know, darting out of bed and hustling out the door you have a very different result. And so again, a lot of times it's not rocket science to look at what results am I creating? And if I'm thrilled with them, keep doing the rituals you're doing that are creating the results. And if you're not satisfied or you're exhausted or burnt out or stressed or sad or frustrated, or you want a different outcome, then you look at what rituals do I need to have the result that I desire? And so that's one of my go-tos and you're a living witness of it is if you don't know where to start, start with the first 10 minutes of your day and claim that back because all too often, many humans listening, because I've done it too, you've done it. We're not, it's not about right or wrong. It's just awareness. Many of you 
are starting your day laying in bed on your technology, right? Smartphones, these huge, amazing inventions, but you have a mini computer in your hands called a smartphone. And sometimes we're starting our day. And if we go back to the example of frequency and energy, and some of you are in your pajamas or sleeping naked, your choice, right? No judgment here, however you choose to sleep. But some of you are in bed in the morning and if you pick up your phone first thing and start, and you see there's four or five, say, texts that have come in since you put your phone down last night, you check those four or five texts. Well, imagine those four or five people come into your bedroom, right? Yeah. Like, ooh. And since now we see the texts are in, we can also see email. There's maybe 13 or 14 new emails that have come in. And you hurry and check those emails, right? I mean, how often have we been seduced by that? I'm just going to check my phone real quick. Yeah, right. I'm just going to check my phone real quick, 30 minutes later. But you look at those 13 emails, even if you don't open them all, you take enough information in a nanosecond scaling and, and looking, scrolling those emails to decide, do I look and read that or not? And then you might have an email from so-and-so at the office in that other department that just really bugs you and drives you crazy and like, oh gosh, here he is or here she is in my inbox right now, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get. And it might be great news in your inbox. Like, hey, I have this new podcast out that, you know, she sent you. And then since you checked email, let's just look at the Instagram and maybe between stories and your feed, you scroll 25 accounts. And then since you checked Instagram, we'll just hurry and check Facebook real quick too, or TikTok or whatever your vices might be. So imagine energetically, because again, to even scroll someone's account on Instagram you, in a nanosecond, you're taking enough information and you're absorbing the energy of that post to stop and click and, and heart it and even actually read it or watch it, or you're scrolling right on by, but you're taking in and you're opening up all of those doors. And so just knowing that, how powerful that is, it's like, imagine you start your day with 74 people in your bedroom and you're not even dressed or out of bed yet because energetically You've been in that much technology, even if you only, you know, 10, 20 minutes, but hurry and checking and checking energetically, you've invited all that into your bedroom. Wow. That is such a great point. I've never heard it that way before. And that is definitely a motivating factor for me to not ever do that (laughs) because you're right. It is. It's everything is energy. And yeah, what energy are you inviting into your space? Wow. That is. So true. And even if like I follow on Instagram, like we follow each other, I follow a lot of inspiring people and accounts with quotes and people that share good things. I'm really intentional about that. But you never know what you're going to see, you know, and like different things going on in the world. And oh, my gosh, and not that I want to ignore it. It's just I don't want to start my day or end my day with highly emotional or really strong energetic influences because it really influences yourself. And so start your day with, again, the clarification is something that nourishes you, your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit. Ideally, my day starts with about 30 minutes of intentional nourishment, but some days I don't have that. And I do five or six, seven minutes, and then I am off or checking some work things and then coming sometimes back to a longer time of investment of listening to something, a great podcast or going on a walk or a workout later in the day. But ideally, my day starts with about 30 minutes where I get up and I pray. I read Jesus Calling. I might put my tennies on. 
and get out the door and get on a walk. And I might just part of that walk might be prayer and gratitude listing and speaking that, or I might be listening to something that's nourishing while I'm moving my body, you know, and getting myself into that is one of my favorite ways to start my day. But it's, it's a mix. Sometimes again, it's that hot tea or hot coffee and reading or listening to something that nourishes you, but whatever it is, I think you've all heard the point. I'm just sharing some of those as ideas to help maybe give your brain things to think about, but becoming aware of like, if I don't know where to start, start your day, set yourself up to win every morning with some kind of nourishment before you're in mom mode, before you're in check your phone and social or work mode. You know, it's like, give yourself, like you were saying in modeling is while I know that sometimes you can't control when your kids wake up, you know, and they might have an happen thing, but most of them get into patterns, just like all humans is take the time to get up 10, 15, 20 minutes before your kids and let yourself be nourished before you got to be intentional and on in that role too. Yeah. You know, something else I wanted to mention and ask you about too is, and it's something that I have struggled with as well. And so I know some people listening are probably with me. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Honoring ourselves also is sometimes saying no to things, right? And mm-hmm. how do we navigate that without feeling guilty or overwhelmed or like we're not showing up for, our, you know, for them or what have you? So how how do we do you have any strategies for like, how do we learn to honor ourselves by saying no without having these feelings of guilt and kind of overwhelm? Mm-hmm. I love this question. And again, it's a practice. We work at this, right? Because as a recovering people pleaser myself, and I really love humans and I love, you know, to serve them and support them. And I love to be part of all the things There's also the healthy balance of knowing what your core essentials are, right? And realizing that no or no thank you, right, is a complete sentence. The other day, Trent Shelton and I were actually doing a recording for my show, and he was talking about this, is that he said boundaries aren't aren't walls, they're bridges. And the more that you're just clear, and he talks about, you know, his messaging heavily about protect your peace, where similar to what we were just discussing, he goes, I don't do any business before 11 a.m. I'm taking care of me, my body. I'm connecting with my kids, getting them off to school. I'm doing things that nourish me first. I have a real clear boundary on that. Now, occasionally he's catching a flight or he has something before that time frame. But the clarity, one of the ways that I think it's easier to say no or no thank you, or not this time, please keep me included or aware of next time, you know, how we're navigating that. Of course, I always like to navigate that with politeness and kindness, but also the clarity. And it's easier for me to say no when I'm really clear what I'm saying yes to, right? When you know your yes, what are your essentials or what are you all about or all in for in this season of your life? And when you're clear, that clarity of that vision of what are you creating in your home, in your body, in your business, that kind of clarity is a really great lighthouse and a really great, like helps you navigate what I say yes to or say no to is, is this part of my core essentials versus is this just the brightest, shiniest object in the moment or my FOMO's really up and I want to go and do all the things because I can be that personality at times, but the older I get, the more intentional I get. I'm more aware to be, A, I feel like I'm more introverted than I was when I was younger, 
just meaning I like a little more alone time to recharge my batteries, right? Than I used to need when I was younger. But the more that you're clear on what's your vision, what are you creating in your home, in your relationships, in your parenting or in your business, in your life, and what are your, your core priorities for this season? Again, I keep saying season because, you know, it's like when you have a newborn is a different season than when you have a 10-year-old. And so your business, if you're in a newborn stage of your business and really in growth mode, that's going to be different than when you have several systems and team members in place at your four, five, six, or eight or 10 or whatever, right? It's like you are creating, you have a different focus, but just really knowing that and like, oh, this is what I'm creating for myself in this season is really powerful to lead your decision-making. So good. Well, I want to shift gears a little bit and I want to go from how taking care of ourselves, like what does that do for our external environment? Mm -hmm. So we've, we've talked about like how important it is that we are working on our internal self, Mm -hmm. taking care of ourselves. Now, how does this look on the outside and how does this affect our external environment? Mm -hmm. Well, before we transition, I just feel intuitively to ask you, how would you handle, and then we'll go there, that last question yourself, like saying no, not your desire. I don't want to disappoint people. Like, how do you navigate that? I just feel like, again, I'm trusting intuition that you get to add that here because I think that's such a valuable conversation. It is. And you know what? It's, I actually, I learn a lot from other people because I am also like a total recovering people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And I still tend to do it, do that if I'm being totally honest and real here. And I'm going to, I'm going to speak on something like between us is like when you had a lot going on in your life, like last week, right. And we had to reschedule the Mm -hmm. podcast, watching you honor your needs and taking care of you. It's not like you're saying no, right? You're saying like, hey, let me reschedule because I need to take care of me and what's going on in my life right now. That I think gives others permission to do that in them for themselves and know that like you're not hurting anybody, right? Like I didn't take that negatively whatsoever, right? And when I can see that from someone else, um, I think it it really allows me to honor myself as well. And so I kind of shift the perspective, I think, right? Like by by saying no, but saying it in a way, like you said, that's polite and um, showing them not only that um, they matter in that conversation, but that I'm honoring myself to me gives them the permission to then do that for themselves. Mm. You know, like so I, I think that, you know, sometimes we are, we're looking for that permission to like start that new thing, practice our new self-care routine, mm-hmm. right? We're looking for that permission from others around us. And I think like more of us need to give each other that permission and just say like, I see you, I care about you. And like, it's okay to do that and, and accept each mm-hmm. other that way. I love, you know, Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. Well, thank you for modeling that too, because again, a lot of it's just, and again, communication where if we are saying no to something, again, the more clear you are of what you're saying. yes to. And it was like, Hey, Jillian, I'm so looking forward to podcasting. When I booked this, we're now up against this tight creative deadline and okay. And then we have this family thing. Uh, someone in our family had passed and it's like, can we reschedule this after the funeral? Cause there's just 
much. And you were so graceful about it. And I think most times if we just tell someone, thank you so much for the invitation, I'd love to come and I have a prior commitment. And sometimes that prior commitment might be, I need a night home with my cats and having DoorDash. Right? Totally. Like, it's just totally. making yes. to that. And, and I'm such a fan of the word and the principle of intention coming into the holiday season and any time of your life to be intentional. But the holidays, I love the holidays. I take a decent time off work and I love to bake and wrap and shop and la. Like I am really a holiday nut, right? And whether you are or not, you understand what I'm about to say. But in the holidays, there's always so much you could say yes to from all the concerts and all so true. What a great topic right now. Yes. All the things. And sometimes do we ever feel pressured around the holidays? All the shoulds. I should do this. Oh, yes. I should do this with my kids or I'm not a good mom. I should do this, not make my mother mad or, you know, this (laughs) thing or that thing or with my in-laws. And there's all these like must do shoulds plus like we got to do it all. And that's exhausting. I think that's why more people, we called it cold and flu season. No, it's just people are exhausted and they're also eating a lot more inflammatory foods. So we spike in the season time of around the holidays is a lot of you just got worn out and now you're more susceptible to the bugs that are already around. It's not like the bugs come out in a stronger, like, oh, it's December or January. We're going to be more present. (laughs) No, we all get more worn down and we eat inflammatory, more foods, you know, sugars and dairies, no shame because I do those things Mm -hmm. too. I'm just intentional. But for me, when I come into a holiday season, I really am like, what do I want to feel more of this holiday season? Mm-hmm. What do I want to, what are the scents, mm-hmm. the smells, the feeling? What do I want to feel in my home? And it's like, ooh, I want more nights at home where me and my kiddos might read a Christmas or holiday book. Or if the holidays is even a thing for you, and you might, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah, or you don't practice any of it, any time of your life. Cozy weather. Yeah, it's like, I just want to be intentional yeah. about what I'm fostering, what I'm creating, what's the energy. And the more, again, clear you are in that, the easier it is to navigate and not feel the guilties. No. Mm-hmm. Right? That's so And not true. feel the pressure to live up to some unrealistic ideology of what the perfect holiday season needs to look like. It's like, no, I want to have more time to be at home and bake and be in my cozy slippers and Versus, yes, I do want to go out to the Nutcracker and that choir concert and this thing at church or this thing here. Yep. But I also am going to be intentional that sometimes you want to say no to all those things and just letting yourself Mm -hmm. know that and have that, you know, permission, but to be intentional. And then that's true of any goal, right? Like you being intentional about this podcast and intentional with your health, intentional in business. So thank you for asking or sharing that with me. Yeah. And to your point, like when I stepped into this year, you know, I'd, I was full blown into my podcast for 2023 and my word for the year was embrace mm. because I wanted to be intentional about like embracing where I was in that moment and not just getting too overwhelmed with like, oh, there's this idea or that idea or this now. And what, what are you going to do over here? You know, I wanted to just like embrace where I was and what I was doing and enjoy the journey and not get so caught up in the shoulds, the, you know, what have you, like you're saying for the season. I think that's so important. And, 
the summertime and then getting into the school year was really busy for me. And so like I set the intention of how I want to feel too. And I switched my workouts. So instead of like getting up and doing one in the morning and doing maybe like a high intensity workout, I switch it. And in the middle of the day, I would choose me after I'd had meetings or what have you around noon, I would choose me and I would go for an hour walk outside because it's nice outside. I'm choosing me. I'm getting that fresh air. And I know that that's going to refuel me for the rest of the day. And so I really, I love that word intention. And I think it's so important like to, for us to kind of choose what external environment we're walking into based on our internal as well. So I want to go back to that question a little bit, like, you know, how has taking care of yourself and we can apply it to just like in general, taking care of ourselves, like how does this really affect our external environment and what that feels and looks like? Mm -hmm. Well, it's everything. I want you to write down the phrase energy economy, right? Sometimes I teach it that way. I love a good alliteration, Mm -hmm. but literally it's like wealth from the inside and out is your vibe, right? Your energy has everything to do with what you're attracting or repelling. And so just like you're saying with a brand, they all have an energy. And so one of the best things I can do for my own sales, right? Like before I got on this session with you and I was on a coaching call with a new client that's signing up for my executive coaching process. But before I met with her and before I met with you, I met with myself, right? And so that means, again, like I said, I was in reading time and then I went on a short walk, about 15 minutes, and then I got on my Peloton bike for a 20-minute ride. And so I had about an hour today. I don't always have an hour, but between reading, prayer, physical movement, right? It was like before then I'm like, okay, now I'm getting on a call with a potential new client who's become a new client, meeting on with you on this podcast and bringing, again, one of the best things I can do for showing up for you is showing up for me. So when we say that, like externally, one of the best ways I help magnify my own sales is I get really happy. This might sound bizarre to some of you, but again, when you understand the universe speaks in frequency. And so even if I'm putting out great content and the words are right, but energetically, and again, I don't have perfect energy 24 seven. I just have rituals that I'm really committed to. You're shifting into that positive state, right? It could be, and it could be happy. It could be courage. It could be confidence. You know, you're shifting into that, that woman, that That Tiffany, you know, and you're showing up as her. And so when you ask yourself, what does energy have to do with cells? Everything. What does self-confidence? I said that earlier on, all of you are after a heightened sense of self-confidence. Every single one of you, whether you're 75 or 17 or whatever you're doing, you're for-profit, non-profit, corporate employed, self-employed, have kids, no kids, single, married, Republican, Democrat, wherever you're at, guess what? You're all after some self-confidence at some level and various things that help you feel better. And again, self-confidence is magnetic. That doesn't mean you have to wait till you're perfectly self-confident before you host the event, before you click record on your first podcast before you put yourself out there, right? Part of being also magnetic is being real, which is why I'm so drawn to you. Is like, give me the real talk, which is what we've done this entire time together. So when I'm saying self-confidence, I'm not saying perfect self-confidence, but you're asking what's the correlation between your outer results and it's everything. 
Because again, when I'm feeling like, therefore I move into more embodiment of like, I'm confident I can help you grow your platform. I'm confident when I say, if you want to work with me, it's this dollar amount or it's this package and it includes this. I'm more confident because again, my energy is tuned in, right? And again, like one of those things I said earlier on is you also, even if you're work, you are a work in progress with self-confidence, so am I. But most of you can see the bridge in sales, that being in sales means you're in the business of helping other people get their needs met. That's what it really means to make a sale is I'm helping someone else get their needs met. Whether you're product-based, service-based, platform-based, is you're helping other people in some way improve their life, their home, their business, their tech, their gadgets, gadgets, their whatever. It's just like my hairstylist. She's not, she's in the quote hair business. She's in the self-confidence business, right? How many times you leave the salon and you're like, oh, I got my hair done. I'm feeling good. I'm looking better. I feel she's in the self-confidence business first, hair business second, right? Hair's done, our nails are done, or these various things. But all of you are, a sale is simply exchange of value. You're helping other people get their needs met. And so one of those things that I also feel like when we shift into outer energy or talking about your sales is showing up to serve, right? Service is a high vibrational value. And you're like, who can I help? I want to help people be better, happier, healthier, more fit. I want to help them with their tech solutions or help them be more organized or decorate their home so they love being in their home. Again, you're selling a feeling. When people buy you for like, hey, I'm an interior decorator, they're buying you for a feeling. I want to feel a certain way in my home. When you sell life insurance, which is a potential future need of, or health insurance, auto insurance, home insurance, you're an insurance of any kind, you're selling ultimately a feeling of safety and protection. Should I need that insurance? But that feeling is what, you know, again, all of you are helping people get their needs met. And so when you think about your outer world, yes, it's your inner and your self-care and self-confidence has everything to do with your confidence level to lead people, to make offers with confidence, but it also shifting into, I want to show up and serve. And you're in that energy. I want to be of value. I want to help more people get their needs met, or I want to help people break through their limiting beliefs or help them make the sales, right? I love watching my clients. The last week alone, I've been messaged like three or four times different clients. Oh, I've signed up two new people in my coaching program. And you know, I help a lot of coaches do that. Or my, this real estate client who's, I just closed three deals last week. We haven't even touched her sales funnel. She's only in week one of her coaching program, but what she did, she started aligning some of her self-care practices and now she's closing more sales. So it's all interconnected, but it's again, a combination of show up for you, show up for others where you're like, I'm going to take care of me and I'm going to take care of others. It's not either, or it's kind of like the yin yang of, I'm going to take better care of me intentionally, and I'm going to intentionally show up and nourish my relationships too. Because that's what it means to be in sales is you're all in the people or relationship business. You're going to take better care of your relationships. And so hopefully that's a helpful correlation, but realizing like, oh, I want to be more intentional with, you know, putting notes in the mail or hosting gatherings or taking clients or prospective clients to lunch or coffee and getting connected. And I want to be more mindful to build community and build and nourish relationships, whether one-to-one or one-to-many, that you're in the nourishing space, like we were talking about nourishing you, but also you're nourishing relationships too. 
Yeah, so good. And like you said, we have to learn how to nourish that relationship with ourselves so we can effectively nourish those with others Mm -hmm. as well. So, so impactful. Tiffany, seriously, thank you so much for coming on here. How can people connect with you from Mm -hmm. here and learn about more of your coaching and everything else that you're doing in this world? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on your hundredth episode. Y'all better clap this woman up. Woo! I'm so excited. Regularly and consistently. And like anything, it's like if she was just worked out for a hundred days in a row or meditated for a hundred days in a row, like that's serious contribution and just clap this woman up because that's so Oh, love, love you. you. Proud of you. You're so awesome. I'd love to stay connected. Y'all download your self-care guide off my website, tiffanyspeaks.com. That's my main hub. There's lots of free resources there. You can find me on the socials, on Instagram at Tiff Peterson or on Facebook at Tiffany Peterson. And then I have a show, a podcast as well that launches weekly an episode with either myself or with a guest. It's a rich space you can find on iTunes or Spotify, just simply under my name, Tiffany Peterson Podcast. So those are some ways we can get connected and nourishing. But my invitation to you in this moment is I ask that you think about the question, what decisions or what actions do I need to take? Is I myself am a huge consumer of podcasts. I love them and audible books and reading books. And I love a good seminar and a workshop, right? I mean, we were at one together in or a few months ago, right? I consume all those things myself. But what actually changes your life is not a great podcast or a great workshop or even the coach. Like they absolutely can inspire you, but what changes your life are the actions that you take. That changes your life. That moves the needle. So whatever it might be, whether you're more intentional to start, you know, setting up a a regular calendar date to nourish your relationships to your self-care, to starting your morning ritual right, to health or wellness or whatever you needed to hear today, I just invite you, or maybe you're you're listening to this going, I want to start a podcast or I want to recommit to my podcast. Whatever you've heard today, I just invite you to make a decision. What decision do I need to make or what action do I need to take? And that will help you move the needle and see the change that you're looking for in your life. And so that's my, you know, wrap up thought today, but such a joy to be with you, friend. Thank you for your space and all the good that you're creating. I love being connected. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on here. This has been such a powerful episode. I think we've all learned so much and we can go back and listen and just apply these questions to our life. I think that is um, one of the key aspects here. Like Tiffany saying, like really ask yourself these questions. So write them down, all the questions that we've kind of gone over with each other and that Tiffany has asked you guys, like, write those down and really sit with those for a little bit. And I just really want to thank you for sharing your experiences, your insights, and such valuable advice that you've inspired us all with. Well, thank you, love. Thank such you. Such a joy. Well, keep thriving from the inside out. Until next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Life Without Secrets. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.